Hello and welcome to the Behind the Scenes podcast. My name is Mackenzie Smolin. If you want to give us a follow, it's not. (laughs) It is Michiel. 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 Actually, if you want to really, Michelle. Is that how it's spelled? If it's spelled incorrectly like mine, it's Michelle. Oh, I'm sorry. Michelle. So am I. Well, if you want to follow us on I blame my mother. <laughs> social media. Is all my failures are my mother's fault for spelling my name wrong. All your failures in life? Yes. It's because she spelled my name wrong. So I blame my mother for all my failures. I blame you for all mine. Okay. Let's retract that statement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Zach, if you can just throw those social media things up, <laughs> I'm not going to get through them. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so today we're talking about motivation, which is a problem. Motivation is a problem. I see um, people posting on social media all the time about, oh, if, if I could just find the motivation to eat well, if I could just find the motivation to exercise, if I could find the motivation to start my business and just stick with it, then that's my problem. My problem is motivation. Um, Pastor, you seem to be a very self-motivated person. You're like a self-starter. Have you always been like that? I have. Really? Yeah. I mean, um, it really is easy to become a lazy person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I guess I'm a little lazy when it comes to writing books. Oh. So um, it takes extra discipline for me. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I mean, no, I like to see um, I like to see results. And the problem is, unmotivated people do not see results. Right. And so, therefore, they get more discouraged. Yeah. Once they get more discouraged, then they lose hope. Once they lose hope, they very rarely get up to move forward. Yeah. So then they are in the cycle. Actually, they end the cycle with an exclamation point of saying, nothing ever works for me. Yeah. Do you think it's a faith issue? Like people don't believe that they'll get the result? No. What do you think it is? I think it's lazy. And the problem with lazy is (laughs) the book of Proverbs says, be like the ant Mm -hmm. who stores up and gets things ready. Don't be a slug. Yeah. And the problem is, is that it's very easy to be a slug, especially in today's society that we're living in. Being a slug is actually um, encouraged. Yeah. Um, we had, when COVID hit, they gave an extra $600 per week on top of unemployment. People were making more money than they've ever made in their entire lives. Yeah. So why go back to work? Right. Right now, I know two businesses right off the top of my head that can't even open in the mornings because they can't find workers. Yeah. It's not that they don't have a position. They can't find workers. Mm-hmm. So motivation is a massive, a massive, I don't know what the word is. It is a massive reality of whether somebody will be successful or unsuccessful. Right. And just because you start motivated doesn't mean you're going to end motivated. Right. So it is a lifelong determination to move forward. Uh, I think um, a lot of people are looking for a certain feeling, and that kind of goes back to EQ about being emotionally intelligent, but we don't have to get into that. But I know a lot of people are waiting around to feel motivated to do something. I don't feel like going to the gym. I don't feel like cooking a healthy meal or writing a book. I don't feel like it, so they feel like they don't have motivation. But does feeling have anything to do with motivation? Um, well, according to them, it does. That's why they're doing nothing. Right. But according to results, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. 
So it depends on whether you want to be a result-oriented individual or you just want to be an emotional-oriented individual. Right. Myself, I'm a result-oriented individual, mm -hmm. which demands me to discipline myself. Um, motivation is at root discipline. Mm -hmm. And most people are not disciplined. They just quesera, sarah, whatever will be, will be. And the problem with that is that means they're letting life live them instead of them living life. Yeah. And life is brutal. Mm -hmm. Life isn't kind. And so therefore, if you allow life to live you, you're not going to live life. You're going to survive life. Right. So you're either a survivor or a thriver. So by determination and by motivation, you are actually dictating whether or not you are going to be a person that just at the end of life lives regret because you lay on your deathbed and realize you were a slug your whole life, did absolutely nothing, accomplished nothing. Can I tell you where the richest, wealthiest place is on the planet? Where is it? Graveyard. More creative ideas were buried there. Mm -hmm. Inventions were buried there. Cures for sicknesses were buried there. Mm -hmm. Love was buried there. The richest place is the graveyard because people were unmotivated. So therefore, their ideas, their love, their passions never took fruition, never produced, therefore buried under the ground. Mm -hmm. So you're saying that the shift has to be from waiting for a feeling to get you motivated to having the end goal be your motivation, no well, matter what it feels like. who wants to get up to go to school? But your parents drive you out of bed to go to school. Right. <laughs> um, I was talking to a, a lady who was, I'm talking about you too, uh, <laughs> was they got pregnant. Yep. And uh, it was delivery time. And she said, I don't want to do this. <laughs> it yeah. Does, it doesn't matter. I identify. The child was motivated. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, the child is going to rip through your, your body and uh, stretch and tear. And all of a sudden, the Thank pain you. is there. And, Thank you. Uh, you know, just trying to encourage you. And, and, and whether you wanted to be motivated or not, the child was motivated. Right. The problem is you can say, I don't want to do it, but it's too late. Most people never get to the too late portion because they never start. If you never start, you can't even, you can't ever finish. Yeah. I heard, um, I, I like listening to Jordan Peterson and I heard him say that most people are too afraid to start their dreams because they're afraid of looking foolish, but you always look foolish when you start your dreams and you have to push past that. A lot of people are afraid of a lot of things. And one of the things they're afraid of is failure. Yeah. But true success cannot be accomplished without failures. Right. So it's just a normal part of successful people's lives mm -hmm. is starting something and realizing, oh, that didn't work. I just need to do something different. Yeah. You know, you've heard this story about the incandescent light bulb. Uh, he said, I, I've tried, somebody said, you're a failure. You've tried 9,000 plus ways to create the incandescent light bulb and you're, it didn't work. And he goes, no, I'm a success. I've learned over 9,000 ways not to create the incandescent light bulb. Yeah. So it, you, you have to determine in your heart that you have a vision, that you have a goal, that you have a purpose, and then you're not going to want to write. So the other day I'm sitting at my desk and I started scrolling and I realized, yep, I have about 
an hour that I don't have to scroll. I've done all my regular church work. Mm -hmm. I need to write. And my head said, you don't really know where the book is. I mean, is it here or is it at home? You know, where is it? Of course, it's on the computer. Yeah. And so I said, I don't know. So I popped it out and guess where it's at? On where? the desktop. Oh, goodness. Stinking thing. <laughs> popped it up. Yeah. It's going to be a great book. It's called uh, Forgiveness Five Ways. Oh, yeah. I remember yeah, you saying. Yeah, it's going to be a great book. And yeah. you're going to want to get it when it comes out. It, it's about um, forgiveness how to forgive somebody who comes and asks for forgiveness, how to forgive somebody who's dead, how to forgive somebody who perpetually does the exact same thing over and over and over again, how to forgive God and the how to forgive yourself. Yeah, that's going to be a great book. Yeah, that sounds great. Problem is I have to write it. Right. No, that's right. Right. Yes. I got to write. Yeah. Yes. Right. 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 So I have to <laughs> write it. So I sat there at the desk and I said, okay. Chapter one, chapter two is done. All right, let's start chapter three. Mm -hmm. So I start pounding it out, man. I, I've, I've almost got chapter three done. But it may, I had to discipline myself right. to do that. Right. Because motivation is not something that is, some people are just so driven, they can't stop. Yeah. Usually they're out of balance in life. Mm -hmm. But balanced people have a multiplicity of things that they can do. Mm-hmm. But it's not what you can do, it's what you must do. Right. There's a difference. Yeah. We can do a lot of things. But what must you do? You've heard of Pareto, of course. Yes. Pareto is um, when you get up, you should write a Pareto. What is Pareto? You should write down the 10 things that you need to accomplish for that day. You need to earmark the top two. And then you don't do anything past the top two until they're accomplished. Mm hmm but then you have a book called The One Thing, which Marshall Goldsmith wrote. And it says, then take the top two, which one is the most important out of the top two, and then you only do that one, and that's the only one you do until that is accomplished. Mm -hmm. And it raised production over 30% in an individual's life. Oh, wow. Because you are now motivated in one direction. Right. What happens to many people <laughs> is we get overwhelmed with the, with, the, uh, with the multiple tasks that are mandatory for a day. Yeah. And so you automatically get overwhelmed. What do people do when they get overwhelmed? They shut down. Yeah. And then they are completely unmotivated. And by the end of the day, they've done nothing. Mm -hmm. So busy doesn't mean production. Right. Motivation still demands... Uh, a, a layer of order mm -hmm. because you can be motivated to scroll. Yes. Or you can be motivated to write a book. Right. The writing of the book is going to help people and produce uh, finances. Right. Scrolling just hurts your eyes. Right. <laughs> and your feelings. And your feelings. And your self-worth. <laughs> All of that. Right. So motivation is imperative if you are going to be a person that at the end of your life is not going to lay on your deathbed and say, I wish I had, I wish I had, I wish I had. Right. I think I've told this story before, but eight years ago, I kept hearing people say to me, older people, I, cause we ride motorcycle when, when Rhonda was alive, that was what we, that was what we did uh, a lot of. And so, um, I kept hearing people say, I wish I had gone cross country on the motorcycle. Hmm. And I said, Rhonda, 
we are never going to be those people. So I said, let, let me figure out what it's going to cost and let's, let's raise the, let's get the money. Yeah. It was going to be five grand uh, to go from here to, uh, from New York all the way to Portland. No, all the way to, not Oregon. Washington. Washington, mm-hmm. Seattle. And so it was five grand and uh, we had points. And so we were able to get like hotel vouchers and a bunch of other stuff. And I brought a tent. I was unmotivated to tent. Back. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, here we are, five grand. And that summer was, I think it was July 2nd or July 3rd. No, it was, it was just a little bit earlier than that because we ended up being in, um, in Washington State on, on uh, 4th of July. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went cross country. I will never have to say, I wish I had. I got motivated enough to do the work, to figure out the cost, to plan the ride, to make it occur, and now I don't have to regret. What, what was it about hearing so many other people have regret that made you not want to do that? Wow, what a great question. I refuse, and I said this statement earlier, I refuse to allow life to live me. Mm-hmm. I've watched, been in ministry 35 years this year. I've watched travesty, after travesty, after travesty. Um, now uh, in, in the process, my wife has uh, been gone now for two months and I've been dealing with the issue for two and a half years. Yeah. Elongated. The last three months of her life was very intense. But I have no regrets because we were motivated just this last year. Mm-hmm. Rhonda, we've never gone to Utah. We've always wanted to go to Utah. She says, I want, to do, um, I want to do Las Vegas too. Okay, let's fly into Las Vegas, rent a Harley in Las Vegas, let's do the national parks in Utah, and let's spend the night on the Vegas Strip, the last night. Mm-hmm. So cool. Guess what? We did it. Yeah. Guess what? She died. Mm-hmm. Guess what? I don't have to regret. Oh, we were motivated to make it happen. Right. But I'm, I'm just thinking there's, there's something I think that's missing in people's brains. And I find myself here too. There's, I forgot what his name was. If Jalen was here, he'd be able to tell me, but he was able to lose like, like over 150 pounds working out. He became like a, like a Navy SEAL or something. He's like a really, really hardcore, intense type of dude, but he didn't always used to be that way. But he said the key to his success and his motivation is constantly forcing himself to do things that he doesn't want to do to see his result. And there's, there's almost nothing today that you really have to push through in order to obtain what you want like we don't have to grow our own food we don't even have to go to the grocery store anymore if we really don't want to there's so many reasons to be unmotivated i literally have no idea where i was going with this okay so (laughs) (laughs) so i'm sure just from hearing just from hearing from um about your childhood a little bit that you had to do things that you didn't want to do constantly like i'm sure your dad put you to work all the time i wanted to buy my very first gun Mm mm-hmm and it was a 243. It was 1980. 
And That's my a very father long said, time ago. "Be quiet." Such please. a long time ago. My father said, <laughs> "I've got a job for you." Mm-hmm. So I had to go to work. My grandmother paid a little bit of it. Thank you, Jesus. My parent, my father paid nothing. He gave me a job. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was going to Bible school. Um, he told me, "I'm not paying for your college." I said, "Well, what am I going to do?" He said, uh, "I'll give you a house a summer to paint." And I remember being up on the third, 40-foot ladder, stretched out between two electrical lines. If I had hit either aura, I'd have been electrocuted. Mm. Fully extended off the, off the second to the last rung. Mm-hmm. We're not talking like OSHA world, so I was not tethered to anything. <laughs> Just trying to hit the peak. Yes. Because I, want, I had to pay for my own Bible college. Yeah. There's, my, there's something about being made to do something that you don't want to do. And we, we say that like certain types of pain, the Bible um, clearly says that, you know, we don't have to go through those, but pain is a very good motivator. Pain is the motivator. Yes. And so I think maybe a lot of people just haven't been through a lot of pain. Not, not horrible, I'm being attacked by the devil pain. I mean like simple things. I, 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 I agree and don't agree. Because the, remember, it's the response yeah. to pain right. that determines whether you're going to be motivated or not motivated. So how do you usually respond to certain pains? Um, stopping is not an option for me. Right. So I could be in a ball right now mm-hmm. if I wanted to be. And I know people that are. Yeah. But that's not an option. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved my wife 32 years. Um, Phenomenal woman. My life has changed because of her. Mm -hmm. Um, But she's never coming back. And people get bothered when I say that. Mm -hmm. But the fact is, she's never coming back. Mm -hmm. So I have a choice. Live dead time or create new time. Hmm. Live in the living or live in the dead. Why do you think people are okay with living in the dead? Because they are safer in the dead Hmm. because they control their memories instead of making new memories that demand motivation. Right. So it's easier to remain under arrest in in your emotions Mm -hmm. and remain unmotivated than it is to say, get up, dress up, show up, never give up. Yeah. This is all I've lived. Yeah. This is all Rhonda lived. People had no clue what kind of pain she was in when she would get to church. Right. One week she was in so much pain, she sat down during service, couldn't even get to second service, but she was still in the building. Yeah. Where people, I know people that week were in bed. Mm-hmm. Perfectly healthy, perfectly fine. Slap them in the face. Yeah. With the love of the Lord, of course. <laughs> yeah. But the issue is... Your life at some point in time has to believe that something is valuable enough right. to be motivated to make changes outside of having to feel pain. Right. If you are unmotivated, then pain is your greatest friend. Hmm. Because pain demands movement. Yeah, that's good. Just many people aren't 
motivated unless there's pain. Yeah. Well, I don't want to be motivated by pain. Mm -hmm. So I just uh, posted this morning. Uh, there's a Samuel Chand quote. I love Samuel Chand. Um, what a great, great, great wise man. And he is a, a, a church trainer. And the statement is, you can only lead to the level of pain you're willing to withstand. Right. So I wrote down the last three years, fighting the good fight of faith against an evil disease with my wife. Mm -hmm. Two, an elongated attack on my character. Mm -hmm. Three, the whole season with COVID with the church. And four, Pastor Rhonda going to heaven. Right. That's a lot. That is a lot. That's a lot. So I have a choice. Most curl up in a ball. Mm -hmm. Or I'm going to say if the level of pain determines my level of leadership, I'm going to be an awesome leader. Mm-hmm which means you're gonna have to go through more pain. Yeah. Many people don't allow, don't even allow the thought or the consequence of pain to be a good enough motivation. Like a lot of people don't think about starting to lose weight until they realize they can't play with their kids anymore. Or a lot of people don't have the motivation to quit smoking until they've been diagnosed with lung cancer. Um, a lot of people don't feel motivated to start their own business until they realize they have nothing to retire on. You want my opinion? Yes. Duh. Right. Problem is you can't fix stupid. <laughs> right. And that sounds mean. Yeah. But it is true. You can't fix stupid. Some people will never be motivated in life. They'll get to the, they'll get to the end of their life and their life will have meant nothing. That scares you? That should scare you. Jesus said, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Mm -hmm. Or he said, you wicked servant. You took the one talent I gave you and buried it. Yeah. Be cast into the fire. Well, if that don't scare the hell out of you, you're just plain dumb. Yeah, that is very scary. But that comes to motivation. Mm -hmm. The one with the five was motivated to gain another five. The one with the two was motivated to get the other two. The one with the one wasn't motivated at all. Remember, unmotivated people always use excuses. Yeah. Well, you, I heard you were a hard, a hard taskmaster. That's why I buried my talent. Mm -hmm. Really? Who told you that? Right. The other two didn't think that. Or if they did, their motivation was to please mm -hmm. rather than possess. Um, in um, Matthew chapter 9, talking about, uh, you remember the friends that uh, lowered their buddy down through, the, down through the ceiling? Yeah. Jesus said, uh, but that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He then said to the paralytic, paralyzed, so the man couldn't walk. Rise, pick up your bed, and go home. And he rose and went home. Mm -hmm. Well, there's a key there. He was motivated to get up. Right. He didn't have to get up. That's true. Do you know he could have laid in that bed and he would have remained paralyzed? Yeah. Many people remain paralyzed because they refuse to get out of bed. Yeah. And what do I mean by getting out of bed? They refuse to be motivated by a vision or a goal. Mm-hmm. 
person with a vision, no vision or goal is lost and they will never fulfill their purpose for being on the planet. Right. Which brings true question to me whether they're going to heaven. Hmm. What do you do if you want to start uh, a new project or a new book and you seem very unmotivated to I'm do it? I'm always unmotivated to do that. Well, well, what do you do? Do you just sit down and you say, okay, you call yourself Spencer. Okay, Spencer, Spencer. sit down and do it or else you're wasting your life. Or do you read other people's books that are really good and it motivates you that way? What do you do? Um, I have to um, arrest myself to go somewhere. Mm. So I make an appointment, put it in my calendar. I, I like to write at Barnes and Noble. Oh. So what I do is my brain, because it's moving all the time, Mm -hmm. um, I have to be, I cannot go to a quiet location because I can't focus. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I'm I the same way. Are you really? Mm -hmm. So for me, I have to go to like Barnes and Noble, put in ear noise cancellation earbuds in the middle of the hustle and bustle, get me a, a Starbucks and sit down. And because everything's happening around me, I can now focus, mm -hmm. but I have to make an appointment to do that Yeah. or else I won't write. Pastor Rhonda wouldn't have written unless I made her do that. Yeah. She was never going to write. I made her write. <laughs> Thank God you did because she has amazing books out right now. But I made her write. They're on the behind the scenes Instagram page. B underscore behind the scenes podcast. There we go. I got it in there. <laughs> They're posted there. They're phenomenal books. They changed no, my life. They really changed your life. Yeah. But she would never have written a book. Right. If I didn't say we're going to Barnes and Noble, we're going to write. Well, I really don't know how to write. I don't care if you know how to write. <laughs> You're going to write. Yeah. And her writing is different than mine. Mine is more, mm -hmm. mine is more uh, doctrinal and more like this new book I'm writing is mm -hmm. different because it? it's, it's uh, a different style of writing stylistically. I'm, I'm more doctrinal. I'm, I'm more uh, theological in my writing. Uh, but when you read her writing, you can actually you hear, can hear her, her voice. You can hear her voice. Yep. It's a total different type she of She writes just like she preaches. Yes. And yeah. so making her was motivation for her, which produced results. Yeah. If you're not going to be motivated, you're going to wonder, you're going to need a tombstone. Yeah. I don't want a tombstone. If I died tomorrow, my goal, are you listening children? <laughs> I do not want to be under the ground. I do not want a headstone. How do you want to be remembered? Well, we took Rhonda and spread her ashes down on the beach because that's what she loved the most. Yeah. And I took the canister and threw it in the garbage. Okay. Why? Because the canister was nothing more than a holding. Right. And for me, if I need a headstone, shame on me. You don't, by the way. Thank you. At all. Sometimes I feel like it. Do you think... Do you think the reality of making your life worth something, the older that you get, do you think that's becoming more clear? No. No? It's I always been that way? I think I was probably a little, a little bit more motivated when I was younger. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I think when you get the pudding kicked out of you a lot, you really have to move a little bit harder. Mm -hmm. I've had the pudding kicked out of me pretty good for the last... Probably the last five years, five years, probably five years. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. It's been a hard, 
it's been a, a, a very challenging season. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't a short season. No, it's no. still a season. It's still a season. <laughs> it's a very long season. But the fact is, is that I, I either can live, be motivated to live or motivated to die. Yeah. I, uh, I choose life. Jesus paid for it. Mm -hmm. uh, I'd be a fool not to enjoy what he paid for. Yeah. Well, do I know what that means? No, but motivation means get up, keep moving. Mm -hmm. you, you, you're not allowed to die. You're not allowed to. <laughs> I almost said an old statement that would have made you chuckle. It, the old statement is, you're not allowed to peter out. Peter out. Yeah, let's is keep that, moving. Okay. 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 So what, do you have different, um, different kinds of motivation for the different areas of your life? Like in ministry, your motivation is to please Jesus and to see souls saved, right? Does that carry on through every area of your life or are there different motivations for different parts? I think there are different motivations. Okay. You know, um, the root of my life is Jesus Christ. He mm -hmm. is the reason that I live. But let's just take motorcycle. <laughs> right. Um, my motivation for motorcycle is to disconnect and to view what God created. Right. Which I love to do. I don't like to do it alone. Right. But I love to do. Mm -hmm. I love to, I'm a, I'm a sharer. Mm -hmm. I'm a really good sharer. Yeah. You, you like to share your life I with people. I love to share. Um, and and it's, to me, that's the greatest fun mm -hmm. is sharing with people. And so for me, motorcycle riding is riding with other people, being able to share and uh, being able to see what God created. I mean, I've seen uh, when you go out, when you go out to Utah and you see those red, I mean, you just see you just see the creation of the father. There is no way not to stand back in absolute awesome awe. Mm -hmm. When we were in Yellowstone on the Harley, walking past us, no more than 10 feet past us, was a bison. He was bigger than the motorcycle. Oh my goodness. Awe. It just, it is amazing. So you learn if you're unmotivated, you're usually incarcerated mm -hmm. in a very small room. Yeah. You know yourself better than most people do. Like if you didn't take the time to figure out, I love sharing my life with people. I love being outdoors. I love motorcycle. If you hadn't ex experienced those parts of yourself and found that to be true, you wouldn't be motivated to do it. You'd just be like, well, I don't know if I like motorcycle. I don't know if yeah. I like being outside. I don't but I, I made a decision. You, you, the name of our motorcycle ministry is called His Line Crossers. Right. So where did that come from before you? Yes. That came from when we were in the square, I preached a whole year series on being a line crosser. Every single person who was successful in the scripture was a line crosser. Every single person who was successful on this planet was a line crosser. What do you mean by that? They made themselves do out of the comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Doing the hard thing. Motivation. Yep. So I'm a guy that uh, by nature, so I'm going to tell you my nature. My nature is I don't like to do things, number one, alone, but I don't like to do things, number two, that are new. 
Really? Yeah, I don't. That's not my nature. Oh, okay. Okay, that's not my nature. That doesn't seem like you I, at all. I know. Well, because you've only known me as somebody who does. Right. But that's not my nature. Mm-hmm. That year of line crossers, I made myself, I, I get, how do I say it? I actually get nervous. <laughs> very nervous when I'm doing something very new. Really? Oh, yeah. Like, you'll see me go a little frantic. Okay. But you won't see it out here. You, right. Inside, I'm like, ah! Yeah. You know, I'm freaking out. Yeah. You know, but I do my research. I'm a real research guy. Mm-hmm. So I had this dude, he said to me, Listen, Pastor, I figured you out. If I ever want to know anything about anything, I'll just throw it at you. And I know you'll have every single detail of every single thing about it. And you'll list it all. I know you. And so he says, if I ever want to know something, I just throw it at you and I just let you go to work. Yeah. So I'll go to work, but then it takes me to motivate myself because I'm stepping out on nothing to land on something I've never been there before Mm -hmm. to make something happen. Mm -hmm. It's much easier not to. Right. Going even to a new airport. Kind of gives you the Ouija's. It does give me the Ouija's. I've got to literally <laughs> motivate myself to say, okay, research that airport, go. You have to research the airport? <laughs> but does that relieve any of the... No. It, no? Wow. I know. You don't know me that way. No, I have But I that have no is idea. me. That is my base nature. So when you had never been out to Utah before, were you nervous to do that? Yeah, absolutely. What in the world? I love new things all the time. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I love new things once I get motivated to do them. Right. I mean, Utah was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. We jump on the Harley this year, uh, this 2021, and we went to Arcadia Park. So we had been to all those national parks in Utah, mm-hmm. and now we wanted to go to a national park on the East Coast, which is Bar Harbor, Maine. Mm-hmm. So jumped on the Harley and bam, off we go. We're just hauling down the highway, rolled the whole way on the motorcycle. And uh, it was great. But I, it may, I had to make myself do it. That's so crazy. So I make myself line crosser because if you're not a line crosser, unmotivated, mm-hmm. then you will be confined, arrested, and incarcerated in your little world. Yeah. I refuse to be incarcerated in my little world. Yeah, that's scary. So I had an invitation to go to Denmark, preach in Denmark many, many years ago. I had to go alone. Oh. I wasn't excited at all. No, I'm sure you weren't. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you weren't. So here I go. I, I jump on the airplane and I'm going over to Amsterdam and... They don't speak English in Amsterdam. No way. So then I had to (laughs) get myself through the airport and jump on another little, oh my goodness, it was just like a puddle jumper to get from Amsterdam into Denmark. Got to Denmark. They picked me up at the airport. And then it was like a three-hour drive back. I think it was three hours to drive where I needed to drive or where I needed to go and been to a church I'd never been to before and Mm -hmm. meet people I didn't know before. And then the worst part is I got there and I knew something was wrong with the pastor. And and so I'm preaching a whole series a five day series on the gifts of the Holy spirit, moving in the supernatural. And wow, we saw great miracles and signs and wonders. And then I couldn't wait to get home. I'm sure. I mean, going to a whole different country where they don't speak English, that's too new for me. Definitely. That doesn't sound like a fun adventure. Now, some people that is their, their food, mm-hmm. they have to have that. Mm-hmm. And 
when I get there or at least when I make myself do it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, that was one of the benefits of having Rhonda. Yeah. Rhonda, she, she didn't mind that. Oh, yeah. Rhonda was overwhelmingly adventurous. Mm -hmm. Didn't matter what it was. She was going to They jumped out of an airplane. I watched. Oh, yeah. Because there's no, no reason to jump out of an airplane. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> but I watched. And so here we are. I, this year, I'm going to have to be even more motivated than ever before. Mm -hmm. Because one of the pushers in my life is gone. Yeah. But I'll do it. I'll make it happen. I'll go where I've never gone before. Mm -hmm. Do what I've never done before. And how do you talk to yourself when you're getting yourself motivated to do something? Get up. You're not nice. I'm not nice to myself. You mm. can't be. Because if you're nice to yourself, well, who's going to discipline you? Right. People don't like discipline anyways. Yeah. Never mind disciplining yourself. But if you don't discipline yourself, then again, you are, in, you are actually in prison. Mm-hmm. And people don't realize that they're in prison. They just think they're sitting around being comfortable. It's called acclimation. Mm -hmm. Acclimation is a natural process that God made in us, but it is supposed to benefit us, not destroy us. So acclimation is when you're in a certain vicinity for a period of time, you take in what's around you first, and then after a while, everything just becomes normal. And even if it's wrong, it's still considered normal to you mm -hmm. because you've acclimated to that, to that environment. Mm -hmm. Someone once said to me, Pastor, you know, when are we ever going to get, uh, you know, between doors, uh, between, you know, the, the sanctuary and the foyer? Right. There's a strip in there of concrete. When are we going to get like something over that? And I said, what are you talking about? They said, well, you know, there's no strip that, you know. I think I vaguely remember that. Yeah. You know, there's no strip that goes between the two rooms. Mm -hmm. And it's just an open gap gathering people's stuff from their pockets. And I said, what are you talking about? I can't tell you how many times I walked over that stoop. Mm -hmm. I never saw. I acclimated. Mm -hmm. But when I saw it, I got motivated and said, I want that taken care of by next week, please. Yeah. And it was done. What are some healthy motivations and what are some unhealthy motivations? Healthy and unhealthy. Well, you have to look at the end result. I mean, uh, traveling. Um, what's a healthy... What, what was the question? The healthy? What, what's a healthy motivation? A healthy motivation is experiencing culture, experiencing new, um, enjoying life. Um, unhealthy is manipulation. It is control. It is um, self-deception. Mm -hmm. It is uh, purpose. Mm -hmm. I sell drugs. You can be very motivated. Yeah. That. I sell drugs. Well, that's bad motivation. <laughs> that is bad motivation. Right. I killed 16 people with fentanyl. Oh, but I gained a lot of money. Right. That's bad motivation. Bad motivation. The or, love of money is the root of all. Hi, we, we went out on the streets and shared Jesus with people that we've never met before. I was very uncomfortable, but I was able to lead two people to Christ. Therefore, I was used by God to bridge from death to life mm -hmm. two people that now will have the opportunity to be in eternity with Jesus. Great motivation. Great motivation. So let's just say somebody lives a relatively unmotivated life. They have 
a normal job. I don't know. Maybe they do have kids. Maybe they don't. I don't know. But they might have dreams, but they just, for the life of them, they can't seem to be motivated to spend the extra time to do what they know is going to make them a happier and healthier person. What do you suggest they do? How do they start? Yeah, that's probably not the best question to ask me. No? Well, you got to answer it, though. Because I don't, I believe there are times to not be nice. You are lazy and will be unsuccessful. You'll live regret. Mm -hmm. You'll never be an example that people will want to follow. And you will need a headstone. Every person's been placed on this planet to fix something. Mm -hmm. Every person has been given gifts and talents. If you are unmotivated to locate your purpose and passion that God foreordained for you, then you deserve to go to hell. You think that's too strong? I don't think it's too strong. You want to know why? Because if you've been offered a free gift hmm. and you reject it, then you deserve your choice. If you choose not Jesus, you deserve your choice. It's called free will. Right. If you choose to not be motivated in life and make something of your life, that's your choice. Mm-hmm. You deserve what you get. It's not what God wants. It's not right. what you were created for. Right. But God isn't going to make you. Pain didn't motivate you because you know pain came in your life. Mm-hmm. So you deserve it. Yeah. I remember you telling me, like, I think this was a couple years ago by now, I, I was trying to get somebody motivated. And you said, if they, you said, you might as well just keep your mouth shut. And I said, well, why? And you were like, if they're not willing to listen to the Holy Spirit, they're not going to listen to you. It's the truth. Here we go. I love this verse. Proverbs 6, 6 through 11. Go to the ant, you sluggard. (laughs) Consider its ways and be wise. It has no commander, no overseer, no ruler. Yet it stores its provision in summer and gathers its food at harvest. How long will you lie there, you sluggard? When will you get up from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of of hands to rest, and poverty will come on you like a thief and scarcity like an armed man. Hmm. I like how it says that in the beginning. It doesn't have a commander. No one's sitting around telling them what to do or holding them by the hand to do it. Yeah. Some people think I'm a little forthright. You think? That's what they do. That's what they say. But I, I like the fact that you don't have to wonder what I'm thinking. Right. But I'm not usually cruel. Right. But there are some people to be cruel too. Have you ever been purposefully cruel to somebody and actually Absolutely. saw a change? Absolutely. Really? Absolutely. Oh. Had a guy I chased for four years for church. Chased him, chased him, chased him, chased him. Finally sent him a text. This is my last text. I'll never be texting you again. Um, if you do decide to get right with God, let me know. Wow. Send. 
Three minutes later, I get a phone call. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm so I says, dude, I got no, I got no more, I got no more to put in you. Yeah. I'm not gonna throw my pearls before the swine. You're a swine. <laughs> You're a swine. <laughs> Today's a board member. Oh, praise a group God. Leader. Praise God. That's and, awesome. And, and and he's a soul winner. Yeah. But he will trace it back to that spot. Wow. And he would tell you that's where it happened. Wow. I would much rather have to speak to myself like that than hear somebody else speak to me like that. If you will never hear yourself, then I believe because of the love of God, he'll send somebody to do that. Mm. And then if you don't listen to that, you usually won't listen. Yeah. That's a sad place to be. That's major majority of people. Yeah. They live day by day. Day by day, day by day. Is that a real song, or yeah, you it's just a real song. made that up? Okay. So, um, it's an old song. <laughs> but people live day by day. They don't have purpose in life. Mm -hmm. So, like tonight at Rock Solid Faith, I'm starting motivational gifts, mm -hmm. which is Romans chapter twelve, and it helps you identify how God made you tick. Mm -hmm. So that way, if you know how God made you tick that now understanding your purpose will be within that tick. Right. So therefore tonight, people that are at Rock Solid Faith or watch online are going to be able to understand why they do what they do, why they think the way they think, why God created them the way he created them to fulfill, to fix a problem on the planet. Therefore, they could be motivated to move forward. Mm -hmm. If they choose to be. Which most don't. Motivation is a choice then. That's why people hate successful people. Mm -hmm. do, you realize, do you realize if our church was a hundred folk, no one would ever pay me any attention. It's true. Do you know who pays me attention? <laughs> a lot of people. A lot of people. Usually it's the people that look at your success and are mad that you're successful. Mm -hmm. And then they say, well, you steal, you lie, you're a cult, you're a manipulator, you're the... No, 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 that's really not the problem. Right. That's why they don't have any... That's why I don't give them a microphone on my platform. Right. The platform of my life. Mm-hmm. Is because if you've got to look at my success that God gave me, unless the Lord builds a house of labors in vain, and try to make excuses, yet you're... Why are you so motivated to look at my life to let Michael Spencer take a segment of your brain cells? Right. Get motivated to do something for yourself. Yeah. But most won't do that. It's easier to go after the successful and to attack them. Don't forget, I have two helicopters. No, one helicopter, two jets, a million-dollar house on the lake, a Lamborghini, and horses. I've seen all of them. <laughs> yeah, at an airport. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen all of them. So do you think that there's anything that somebody can do if they just, if they're relatively unmotivated, but they want to become a motivated and driven person? What, what can you do? Well, I mean, if you know Jesus, the Holy Spirit's already prompting you. Right. If you don't know Christ, then you need to know Jesus. Amen. And that is simple. You just have to ask him to be your Lord and Savior. And it's that simple. Jesus, I need you to be the Lord of my life. 
Jesus, I surrender my life to you. Live your life through me. Jesus was motivated, by the way. Yes. He was the lamb that was slain before the foundations of the earth. He was the one who came and gave himself for us. No man took my life. I gave my life. That mm-hmm. is motivation. I counted it all joy when I died on the cross. Motivation. He could have called 10, 10 legions of angels to deliver him. Mm-hmm. Motivation was to stay on the cross and fulfill the pain. Therefore, <clears throat> therefore he could raise from the dead <clears throat> and purchase our salvation. Right. That's motivation. Be like Christ. Be like Christ. What do you think? What do I think? Well, I'm very motivated in some aspects of my life and very unmotivated in others. So just, I don't know, my passion right now, I just talked to my husband last night, is to get rid of our time wasters. Just eliminating every excuse and everything that could steal my time. I don't want a TV anymore. I literally want to break it. I don't want my phone anymore. I don't want any of that. That was my wife. She didn't like it either. Yeah. I mean, I I have no problem sitting down and sitting there, but the whole time I'm thinking, what the heck? How is this adding to my life? It's making me brain dead. If an individual (laughs) actually um, micromanaged their day, Mm -hmm. they would be absolutely astounded at the amount of minutes. Now, I want to remind you, the most expensive commodity that you have is not your money. The most expensive commodity that you have is your time. Because mm-hmm. once it's gone, it's gone. Yeah. And I'm 56 in, I think, a week and a half or something like that. Whoa! Yeah. Jeez, Pastor. I know. I know. But you know what the wild part was? Hmm. Wow, did it go by fast. Mm-hmm. Who would have ever thunk that I'd be 56 years old? Not me. Not that I thought I was going to die, but I just thought, that's forever from now. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's now. But in 20 years, I'll be 76. Jeez. Louise. That's old. Shh, behave yourself. You're almost old. I'm almost old. Wow. Where are we going with that? I don't know. <laughs> Time. Time, yes, it's your most expensive Time commodity. Keeps on ticking, ticking, ticking. Yeah. Do you think it would help people if they wrote what they wanted down? Well, that's the scripture. Yeah. Write the vision. If you have no purpose written down anywhere and you don't know where you're going, then you are genuinely lost. And true lost has nothing to do with uh, geographical location, it has to do with internal motivation. Mm-hmm. So the drives that are within us. Uh, so this morning I called my daughter and I simply said, okay, these are what I need you to accomplish. I need you to find out how to do an audible. I need you to read your mother's books and create two aud- create the audible books. And then we're going to create a box with no more her, a box with, uh, uh, with uh, victory every day. And we're going to put in audio and video so someone can proctor it or they can listen to it with books and workbooks. And by the way, I need to hire so-and-so to do workbook for Victory Every Day. And so I immediately started moving life. Mm-hmm. I have an airplane ticket for uh, Florida to go to the bishops in April to motivate life in figuring out uh, how I can work my salary better. 
Mm-hmm. The government's taking one third of my salary. Oh, <coughs> and uh, then also to turn around and uh, work on retirement. Number two, I've got another uh, time that I'm going in May. I got my ticket already purchased. I was motivated to buy the ticket. I'm motivated to get there, already praying about what message to preach. Um, boom, I'm going to be set, ready to go. Mm-hmm. So you make life happen. Never let the machine run you. Yeah. You run the machine. That's a pretty good place to end, I think. Are you motivated to think like that? or? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I am. I'm very motivated too. I am genuinely concerned about the body of Christ. So let's look at it. The average church in America sees less than one soul saved a year. That means they're unmotivated. Right. They're unmotivated by love. Mm-hmm. They're unmotivated by God's actual passion. They're unmotivated by heaven. They're unmotivated by the rewards that they're supposed to be generating, the crowns that they should be getting. Mm-hmm. They're unmotivated by eternal value. That is absolutely concerning. Yeah. And that has eternal repercussions. Whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. If a man sows, which he's talking about motivation, mm-hmm. sows to the flesh, he shall of the flesh reap a corruption. If he sows to the spirit, he shall of the spirit reap eternal life. All of that is about motivation. And it's going to affect not just your now, it's going to affect your eternity. Yeah. It is absolute lunacy to not be motivated here, but pay the price there. Yeah, that's true. So there must be a fire under your bum. You have got to light your own fire. Mm-hmm. You have got to be passionate. The Bible says uh, about a fire in the man's bosom. He should get married. Well, you need a fire in your spirit. Mm-hmm. The fire of the Holy Ghost to do what God's called you to do in life. And if not, the repercussions are not just here. The repercussions are eternal. But that fire doesn't just happen, does it? Is it just there? Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be added unto you. Mm -hmm. The church you go to does have an absolute impact on you reaching your destiny. Mm -hmm. But I had one of my roommates, his name was Steve. He was 29 years old. Steve was in a prison for drug dealing. And when his roommate left, bunkmate left, he looked and there was a Bible coming out from underneath his pillow. So he opened the Bible. And by reading the Bible, he got motivated to get saved, got motivated to go to Bible college, got motivated to make a difference. Mm -hmm. You have to make choices in life. And your excuses are invalid. The moment you are an excuse maker, the moment you use one excuse, you now have validated your failure. Mm -hmm. And if you allow that to happen, then you will constantly be a failure. What What is success and what is failure? True success is fulfilling God's purpose for your life being on this planet at this time. True failure is not knowing and not living and not doing your purpose. Therefore, when you died, nobody cared 
or you were forgotten after a few years. Mm. Well, folks, <laughs> I think that's a good place to end. <laughs> if you'd like to follow us on social media, Instagram is v.behindthescenespodcast. <laughs> Facebook is, oh, underscore. Yep, thank you. Instagram is B underscore behind the scenes podcast. Facebook is B dot behind the scenes podcast. Thank you so much for and listening. Hold on. I, I want to invite you. Um, yes. I would like to invite you. If you are a business leader or a pastor or a youth pastor or a ministry, we do ministry training. We do leadership training every Tuesday for free. I've been doing it now for seven years. Oh, wow. Um, I've been told that I should be charging a minimum of a hundred dollars a month per person. But I do it for free, and I do it for free because I believe in you. You can go to our Facebook page, Empowering Pastors uh, Facebook, or you can go to our YouTube, Empowering Pastors YouTube. Um, if you're a pastor's wife or a, a, a lady that uh, wants to be encouraged, uh, we have uh, my wife's that do reruns with. Uh, since she's in heaven, she's not doing them live any longer. Uh, as well as other ladies. Um, we have other, I think, eight other pastors' wives now doing that. Mm -hmm. So um, every Tuesday at noon is Empowering Pastors and Leaders Training. And then every Thursday at 11 is a live being done on uh, the same, Empowering Pastors or Empowering Pastors' Wives or our YouTube page, Empowering Pastors. Perfect. So that should help motivate you because they're very, very good principles. I'm starting a new mm -hmm. one this Tuesday uh, which I'm not sure when this will be running, but you can look back and, and do reruns uh, on Leadership Pain, the Samuel Chan book. I haven't oh, taught wow. that in okay. like six years, so I'm going to teach that. Has it been that long? It has. Wow. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Tune into that if you need some extra motivation and to light a fire under you. Um, that would be a great hiney. place to start. And you hiney. All right. Have a great day. <laughs>